This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in via the toll-free number. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free. So uh, enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And, of course, uh, you can join us on the phones and bring up anything, 800-259-9231. Coming up here, uh, we've got the story that I mentioned last night uh, that we never had a chance to get to in regards to the bomber, the supposed bomber that the government is keeping you safe from in Chicago. Plus, Mark was right uh, in his prediction that there would be a second so-called contract with America. Well, sort of. Uh, we'll find out what that's all about, and uh, we'll, we'll make some predictions, I suppose, <laughs> in regards to it. Of course, we'll take your calls about it. It's anything. not like we're going to go out on a limb here or anything. Yeah. And we'll talk to you uh, on the uh, the phones here. Let's go first to Matt in Illinois. You're on the amp lines. Hello, Matt. Hi, guys. Um, I wanted to call you because last night I called and plugged a radio show that I was supposed to do, and there was a miscommunication at the uh, network. It's the Global Communications Network. And um, the gentleman who I was supposed to fill in for on a test basis decided he wanted to do tonight's show. And so uh, uh, that's what you get for, for trying to compete with Free Talk Live. So it's, the uni- <laughs> it's the universe punishing you. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're postponing my, me, and I'm supposed to go okay. on now next Tuesday between well, 6 p.m. and 7, and, I, and right. I hope it works out this time. Well, I wish you the best of I luck, but you... No, all right, that's the last free plug you get. Now you've got to start buying ads. <laughs> He's bought ads. <laughs> yeah, I'm not making any money. I, I did want to say something that you, you mentioned... Uh, last, we didn't make uh, any money for show. four years either, and uh, nobody gave us free advertising. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. I apologize for that. Um, I did want to say something, though. On last night's show, you, okay. so you asked... Um, you know, how you could apologize to somebody, or not not apologize, how you could uh, forgive somebody with, without being condescending. And my thought when I heard that to you, um, Ian, is when you forgive somebody, you don't have to tell them. You can just forgive them. Oh, and not yeah. Even mention it to them. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, when I uh, when I forgave the the guy that stole my cell phone, I just posted it publicly on the blog. I didn't uh, draw his attention to it particularly. When was this? Hey, you don't you don't even have to mention it to anybody. You can just forgive them in your own mind. Sure, right? so sure. That's what I often do. So. Yep, that's a, that is a good approach. I, I agree completely. Because really, you know, forgiveness you, in my mind is about, is about setting yourself free from, uh, from whatever sort of feelings that you, you've, been, you've been having about the incident. Which is exactly the point I was, I yep. was going to make. That, that is correct. That's yep. how I feel about it, too. Yep, I I, I, thought, so, I just felt that it needed to be done publicly as well because uh, my anger, my flash of anger, has, was very public, and so I felt that that was necessary. You should do what feels comfortable for you. Well, you, you should apologize for the sorry. flash of anger if that's what you, if that's what's bothering you, and that's the mm-hmm. reason you feel like uh, you know uh, saying right, something and publicly. Let people let people forgive you for for uh, you know being an emotional human being. I believe that uh, apology was in there. It's been a while since I've read it though because it's a couple of years now that that or a couple of years ago that that happened or a year and a half so so that uh, that did happen. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks for the call Matt. Anything else you want to share tonight? No, thank you very much. All right, appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So, I guess 
I missed this news, uh, guys, and maybe you maybe you caught it uh, from the Examiner, examiner.com. There apparently was some news just a, a couple days ago about a supposed jihadist bomber nabbed in Chicago. Did I hadn't hear? heard anything about it. You uh, hadn't heard? I'm so glad Sean? we're saved. Sean, did you, uh, did you hear about um, this? No, I haven't heard about okay. it. Okay. Well, uh, apparently the government's out there keeping you safe. I mean, this is what this is why we hired them. Well, of course, we didn't actually hire them. They just came in and decided to take our money. But they always pr- uh, you know, promote themselves as, well, it's our number one job to keep you safe, even though all of the Supreme Court decisions on the matter show that there is absolutely no responsibility on the government's part to do anything to keep you safe. They have zero obligation to, uh, to keep you safe. They have zero obligation to provide you with any any services whatsoever, especially protection. Well, a fair argument can be made that they're the source of most of the danger you find yourself in anyway. I would say that uh, that is a very fair argument. If a jihadist wants to blow up Chicago, I think the chances are good that uh, you know, on his list of complaints is going to be American intervention in the Middle East. And by American, he means U.S. politicians that aren't not acting on my behalf. Um, he means uh, you know money being given. His complaint's going to be money given to Israel. Israel and the support of Israel. And, and I, I I don't really care one way or the other about Israel. I, I kind of, you know, I, I've been to Israel. I have some, uh, you know, some good feelings about the country, but I don't think that any taxpayer in the United States should have to pay to support the government of some other country. Let, uh, you know, th- this one is, is bad enough. So as far as I'm concerned, no money should be given to any foreign government. So did the government finally stop a, an actual mad bomber? I'd like to have you guys go out on a limb here and make a prediction about this man. Let me let me read you the, the just the intro of the, the media piece here, and then we'll share what Will Grigg has to say from LewRockwell.com. Uh, the examiner.com writes, a 22-year-old Chicago man appeared for arraignment before a federal court for the attempted bombing of a crowded nightclub after leaving a Dave Matthews Band concert at Wrigley Field. Sami Samir Hassan. He was leaving a Dave Matthews Band. I guess. Sami Samir Hassoun was arrested on early Sunday morning immediately after placing a backpack, which he thought contained an explosive device, into a curbside trash receptacle near a crowded North Side Street corner, according to FBI officials. Hassoun was arrested uh, by members of the Chicago FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force. The arrest followed an investigation that accelerated in June of this year. So he's been charged with a criminal complaint filed in district court, U.S. District Court, with one count each of attempted use of a weapon of mass destruction and attempted use of an explosive device, both of which are felony offenses. The FBI emphasized that at no time was the public in danger during this investigation. Right, as the backpack was full of socks. The supposed explosive device was inert and provided to Hassoun by an undercover agent. In addition, Hassoun was under intermittent surveillance as the plot developed and the undercover agents were in regular contact uh, contact with Hassoun, monitoring his activities. There was no indication that any foreign or domestic terror groups were in any way connected to this plot or had inspired Hassoun. So this so- is just one guy that uh, the... That the federal, uh, the FBI managed to find that might be willing to put a a uh, fake bomb that they put together someplace after they cajoled him enough. Is that what you're going to predict? It sounds. It sounds like the. That's what I was thinking from the moment this conversation started. Isn't that pretty much what has happened all along? Every single time we've heard a story about there was a group in Miami, there was uh, some other group somewhere else. Every time we've heard a story uh, about these supposed domestic or international terrorists that have been thwarted by the wonderful federal government that's out there looking out for you. 
Well, as every time we've heard about these stories, it always, always comes out that the federal government were basically the instigators here, that they kind of take some easily influenced individuals and then push them over the edge into uh, into violence, into accepting violence as a solution right. for their gripes. And I'm not saying that's okay. I'm not saying it's okay to take a backpack that uh, with, a, with what you believe to have a bomb in it and go place it someplace. But you really have to wonder. I, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could find dynamite in the next week well, if I had he, to. What you have to wonder is would he have done it on his own? Right. And that's, well, that's what I'm saying is uh, you know what would these people have done if Non, un, not molested by the federal government. Right. And it's not a question of what could he have done, because he certainly could have gotten his hands on something explosive had he really wanted to do it. Really wanted but, to. But he, he here's the point, though. Up until he met the federal agent guy, he didn't do it. He so, didn't take the steps that it takes to get the bomb. Right. So why? What happened? What's the real story? While well, William Gregg, who is the man as far as it comes to uh, reporting on the police state, He's got the story from LewRockwell.com, and we will give you those details here in a moment. Because I would say that we're on the right track with our predictions. But getting into the specifics will uh, will be revealing as to exactly how this panned out. 800-259-9231 and who this Hassoon character was prior to uh, deciding to go ahead and put this, what he believed to be a, a backpack bomb, uh, outside this Dave Matthews con, uh, concert. So, 1-800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. In times of economic instability, precious metals are the best hedge against inflation and can be a great investment opportunity. Bullion Investment Corporation is the gold standard in precious metal acquisition. Whether you're in the market for gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, you can leverage up to 400% by taking advantage of the Purchase Power Program. And don't forget about the low price guarantee. BIC will meet or beat the price of any other broker. Bullion Investment Corporation, proudly serving our clients for over 25 years. For more information, call Bullion Investment Corporation now at 1-888-486-1275 or visit goldbullion.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You'll find features like our webcam. You can watch and listen to the show all for free. In fact, you can also get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners there in our chat room, which is linked to on the very same page at cam.freetalklive.com. Brought to you free, but courtesy of memorydealers.com. That's right. Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zinpacks, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They can also uh, offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. You can have your private labeling done um, via overnight. They can have it. They have all this stuff in stock, ready to ship, and you can have it the next day. MemoryDealers.com. All right. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. Let's continue here with your phone calls. Uh, we're going to come back to the story about what the government did to create this so-called terrorist in Chicago. But first, Jacob is on the line in New Hampshire on uh, Free Talk Live. Hello, Jacob. 
Hey. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just calling in, I believe it was yesterday's show, um, you guys were talking about kind of uh, Alex Jones and, and the, the whole Anchor and the Liberty Movement, and I think you guys were, were spot on with that. Um, I kind of feel the same way about Alex Jones, but uh, what caught my attention is, uh, Ian, you said something about how uh, EMT once uh, took your phone. That's correct. I thought that was, that was really interesting, because um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much a, a brand new EMT, and I thought that was really interesting, because nothing I've ever learned... Of course, I've only been doing it, you know, for a couple months, and I, I'm technically not a full. I don't even have my license yet because it's held up with the state. Um, but uh, it, it seemed really interesting because I've never, you know, it, I don't know. Or EM, I know EMTs in some places or firefighters can be peace officers, but I've never heard of, you know, needing to do that, you know, anywhere. No one's told me about that. So. Yeah, this guy was getting very uppity. Uh, the, the situation was that uh, the activists here, there was an activist, Kurt Hoffman, who had been attacked uh, allegedly by one of the police officers behind closed doors in the in the courthouse and to the point where he had to be taken out on a stretcher. And so the EMTs had shown up to do their jobs and take this guy out. And there, are, of course, are cameras around because there are activists around in this particular situation. Sam was there from ObscuredTruth.com. He had his big camera. I had my uh, cell phone camera at the time. And we were just kind of recording the, the scene. And this, uh, this guy who was on the EMT squad, who was apparently the captain of the squad at that point, or the, yeah, he's not the chief, the captain, I think, of that particular squad, he got very upset at the idea that we were recording. And, of course, we're in a public place. We've got the ability to record whoever's around. But on top of that, Kurt, the man who was injured, specifically requested that, uh, that we be recording him. And this guy did not like it at all. And he was threatening uh, Sam with a... HIPAA violation, which from yeah. the HIPAA police. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking of was, was the HIPAA violations, but that uh, you know that kind of if, if he consented that he's allowed to be filmed and it, you know that kind of thing that might have opened it up a bit. But I, I, I you know I personally well, did, wouldn't care if he didn't consent because you're in a public yeah. place, uh, you can be filmed. I don't well, care and, what and HIPAA says. That, it, uh, there there is no standing for the EMT to to enforce yeah, the law. True. There were police officers right there who that's chose true. not to step forward and take these cameras. If he wanted that done, he should have petitioned the police officer to do such a thing. And then at least you would have had a law enforcement officer doing it instead of some guy who's some public servant who's acting really essentially of his own accord enforcing uh, these laws, which you know I, I, he's it's not his. He is not charged with that. Right, and it's my understanding that the HIPAA regulations are rules for the health providers to follow, not for the public to follow. Uh, correct. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's kind of a patient, uh, a caregiver confidentiality, like you can't reveal right. information to the public about um, about your patient. You know, right, that's so... My, that's my other thought. I, I, I initially thought something about the HIPAA violation, but I couldn't think of any scenario where I'd physically take a camera away from someone well, right it's it's not my violation it'd be your violation right the guy the guy stole yeah. the camera is really the uh, the long and the short of it and and on top of that uh when we went and tried to get some level of accountability out of the city government people for this went and talked to the city manager and he just did not he did not even want to look at the video he could have he couldn't he just didn't care he said that they told him uh their side of the story and that that's all that mattered
basically. And we've got all that. We've got it all on uh, on video over at freekeen.com. Yeah, they, they don't even want to look at the video of nope. the, the this guy stealing the camera. Yeah, and he said you if you want it if you want something to happen, you have to go down to the police department and file a report, which I actually did when it happened because my camera was stolen and the cops are right there. So okay, well I can't go and just take it back from this guy. So I need one of you bureaucrats to go and and do this. It took them an hour and a half. They finally got the camera back, and it's my understanding that as the after the officer who I'd spoken with did his so-called investigation. He discovered that uh, oh yeah, there was nothing, nothing wrong. No, 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 nothing no law wrong. was violated. Your camera was stolen. That's yeah, no, theft. No, you got it back. No, no law was violated right. here, so everything's fine. And really, what this boils down to, Jacob, is that I mean, you know, as an EMT, that you're going to work with uh, closely with law enforcement officers. Yeah, you work for the same government that they work for, the same municipality or, or whatever, and they're going to consider you part of the team. Now, if you're not going to be as close of part of the team as one of them or their good friends or whatever, but you're more of the team than the people that they work for whom they work so if something like this were to go down obviously you know these these guys are very team oriented the human race honestly is pretty team oriented and uh, you know these guys are just people so they're going to side with the uh, the EMTs. When this guy broke the law, I mean, there's... Plus, uh, he's former military, He broke too. the law. He did something wrong uh, besides that, and he's way-stepped way, well beyond his bounds, and the cops... Oh. And he did it in front of the police. Right, in and front in of video, you know, and it, you know, it's just obvious stuff. And they didn't care. Yeah, I wasn't trying to defend him in any way. I was just... No, no, no. I was just cluing you in as the, to... Uh, I was just cluing yeah. you in as to what happened, you know, and our other listeners that weren't listening to us at the time that this transpired, so... Uh, yeah, it, it it was definitely you know it, it kind of I didn't think you know that was you know you were allowed to do that especially in front of police officers and I and I have been uh, you know kind of in an observation role with the ambulance service uh, I'm planning on volunteering for it's a volunteer service uh, volunteering for oh then you um, probably and, you know, wouldn't be as respected then because you you wouldn't be getting a paycheck so if you weren't yeah. an actual government bureaucrat then right, you wouldn't a, be in the same it's club a, it's a separate organization it's technically a, you know it's a uh, um, it's a it's not part of the city fire department. It's not part of the city this or that. It's a mm-hmm. kind of its own organization. It's so, a private um, ambulance service. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're not going to have the same. It, so the, it's not going to be the yeah, good old boy network for you, I'm afraid. Yeah, I, I do. You know, I work closely with a lot of police officers. And, you know, of course, you know, I, I used to want to be a police officer. So I know a lot of them, too. So they still have, kind of have that team mentality with me. But, you know, I'm sure they do. made too many of them. <laughs> Too many of them privy to to my uh, my thoughts on a lot of the stuff they do, but um, yeah, I just thought that was a very interesting scenario. There you and go. What I would do is look for search for maybe look for EMT on Freekeen if you want to try to find the video. It's up there, and you get it from yeah. a couple different angles from Sam's camera and my camera. And thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from yeah. you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one or search uh, the internet for EMT steals camera. I think it was posted around here and there. 1-800-259-9231. Take control. Bring up anything. The Mad Bomber will tell you a little more about him coming up. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. We've got a lot of stuff, including our forum. You can go and get interactive with other listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's uh, the bulletin board system, bbs.freetalklive.com. So we started the show out by giving you a little bit of information from the more mainstream uh, sources about this alleged mad bomber who supposedly shoved a backpack full of uh, what he thought was explosives into a trash can outside of a Dave Matthews Band concert in Chicago just a few days back, apparently. And, yeah, it was Sunday, early Sunday morning when he was arrested. And the, the, the federal government is, of course, touting this as a, a success. We have protected you. This is what we're here for. But as it turns out, according to Will Grigg, this story isn't so different from the other supposed examples of the federal government's protection services, wherein, as we'll discover... This man wasn't quite the terrorist that he's being made out to be, at least not initially, not before the government agents, the undercover agents, got their mitts on him. The story from Will Gregg at LeeRockwell.com. The diabolical nature of the state is sometimes revealed in small but crucial details. The criminal complaint against alleged would-be bomber Sami Samir Hassoun offers a very good example. The Lebanese expatriate, who's a legal resident of the United States, is accused of Quote, attempting without lawful authority to use a weapon of mass destruction against people and property in a manner that would have affected interstate and foreign commerce. Now, interestingly, there are certain words in there that are worth pointing out, and he puts emphasis on them in his article. He puts them in italics without lawful authority. So this man was accused of using a weapon of mass destruction against people and property in a manner that would have affected interstate and foreign commerce without lawful authority. Meaning that if the government were to do something like this, if the government were to actually set off some sort of uh, weapon of mass destruction that were to uh, destroy things and affect interstate commerce and foreign commerce, they would be doing it with lawful authority. So it's not Which mass murder. It, it also means that they can they can just sort of give that authority to other organizations. Sure, sure. So it's not mass murder when they do it, is basically. Well, how could he be acting without lawful authority? Was he not a... Can you hear me now? Yeah, oh, you're good. Okay, you're good. I'm sorry. Uh, how could he be acting without uh, lawful authority if um, he was acting at the instruction of the FBI... <laughs> undercover agents who gave him the bomb. Maybe he should try that one in court. <laughs> we'll give you the details here. The formulation implies that the government whose agents carefully lured and entrapped Mr. Hassoun has the lawful authority to use a weapon of mass destruction against domestic targets. This is worth keeping in mind as we examine the behavior of the regime's secret police in this manufactured terrorist incident. Now, Hassoun's arrest triggered the predictable headlines and commentary describing yet another daring interdiction of a jihadist plot by the homeland's valiant defenders. Oh, may they be, uh, may they be praised forever, says Greg. In fact, the criminal complaint specifies, albeit in footnotes, that Hassoun was not motivated by Islam or any other religion and that he wasn't interested in killing or harming anybody until long after he fell under the influence of a paid federal provocateur and two FBI agents posing as terrorist financiers. Rather than advancing the so-called Islamist agenda, Hassoun, who wanted to bring down Mayor Daly's administration, allegedly suggested that Muslims could make useful scapegoats. 
Although Hassoun was clear that he was not motivated to attack Chicago based on any religious ideology, he nevertheless suggested that once attacks had taken place, the participants distanced themselves from their actions by sending an attribution video to the media claiming responsibility for the violence in the name of a fictitious extremist organization. That's a footnote from page 15 of the government's own complaint. So in their own paperwork, they're saying this guy didn't like the the administration of Chicago. Right. He wanted to do Who something. Does? He wanted to do something about that, and, and that, then place the blame on the is- Islamists. It's bizarre. Now, what did he want to do? Well, that makes it sound violent, right? Well, we'll get to uh, what his original plan was before the feds got involved. Call it the jihad in the U.S. Just make something up, you know. Just make it up. So, like when you put it all, when you put it all, the heat is transferred to them. You know, there's no heat in the street. That's one of the quotes from him. Presumably from some some recording or documentation. This is to say that Hassoun supposedly proposed a false flag operation. Now, where on earth would he get an idea of that kind? In keeping with standard operating procedure and FBI-orchestrated terror charades, one of the undercover agents posing as a potential employer actually tried to rile up Hassoun over Washington's role in cultivating misery and bloodshed in the Arab world. Quote, UC2, this is the code name for one of the FBI agents, Undercover 2, State his purpose, uh, state his purpose, purported purpose, waiting to change how our country, or excuse me, wanting to change how our country, i.e. the United States, treats our people back home. In response, Hassoun stated that he was differently motivated. Mine is a, this is his quote, mine is a kind of different concept than this. Hassoun explained that he saw attacking Chicago as a means of creating chaos to gain political control of the city and its sources of revenue. Now, whether this guy is crazy or not is, is another you know, question that he thought that he could somehow gain political control of the city through some kind of an attack. It doesn't seem very likely. doesn't seem likely to me either. On another occasion, Hassoun mused that for, uh, fomenting public panic over threats to security would create a situation that would, quote, take daily out and put some of our guys in, unquote. This sounds like something Is like he a, a Republican. That's exactly what Briggs <laughs> says here. That sounds like something a Republican might say. You haven't read this, have you, Mark? No. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, rather than the motive of a hardened Islamic radical. Now, Hassoum first came to the attention of the FBI in or about the spring of 2009, at which time the Bureau decided to pair him up with a paid informant slash provocateur. Special Agent Samuel Hartman, who wrote the affidavit, points out that this decision was based on information relating to Hassoun that is unrelated to this matter, if that's confusing enough. A statement suggesting that the Bureau was trolling for patsies and learned something about Hassoun that they considered an exploitable vulnerability. For about a year, the FBI snitch and eventually the two undercover operatives carefully manipulated this young man into participating for pay in a plot to carry oh, yeah. out various disruptive acts. That's why acts. they need financiers. Right. So they actually apparently had to pay this guy to go and do this, uh, this bombing. I mean, these guys will do whatever it takes to gin up some false uh, terrorism so they can... Uh, parade around like they're actually doing something to keep is, you safe. You know, I, I, you really got to wonder. You know, a lot of people do a lot of things for a lot of money. Oh yeah. So when you start, you know, offering this the, these large amounts of money, who knows what they offered this guy to blow up a Dave Matthews concert? It might have just been a few thousand bucks. I it mean, might have been several hundred thousand. Yeah. I mean, and and then you have to ask yourself how many people 
would no. do that kind of thing for several hundred for a million dollars. It's not that much. They've, they've well, done. You stu- don't know how much it is. I do. Okay. How much? They've done it? studies on this, and somewhere around two million dollars, something like seventy-five percent of the people will do just about anything. Yeah, I would think that that I, I would think that there's a lot of people that would do a lot of things for a lot of money. Somebody who's guess. hungry is going to do it for a lot less. You know, somebody who isn't. Uh, too well off. And clearly this guy was interested in throwing the heat on somebody else. He wasn't wanting to take credit for what he was doing. Nope. Uh, Hassoun's Ideas notes footnote 15 on page 10 of the affidavit included the use of... Now this is... Remember, this is his original concept, not what ended up happening. His original idea was the use of a device that appeared as a toy that when activated would cause a minor explosion that would not cause injury but would expel tiny notes containing ominous warnings. He also suggested that he and his supposed friends could design a bomb, this is a quote from him, could design a bomb that would not explode, but be deployed in a manner that it would appear that it was discovered prior to a planned detonation. Now, there's no doubt that what he's talking about here could be scary to people. No doubt about it. Cause a panic. It could. But he makes it very clear that he's not interested in causing injury with his original ideas. While spitballing uh, proposed plots with the provocateur, Hassoun repeatedly emphasized his opposition to bloodshed. Remember, this is all in the report by the federal government. Quote, no killing. There is no killing. His insistence on avoiding lethal violence extended beyond civilians to even include the police. Quote, when you hit the police, you don't kill the police. Unquote. He was willing to, quote, harm the police, most likely through humiliation rather than actual violence, as a way of discrediting them. But he appears to be resolutely opposed to actual violence until the undercover feds showed up. We'll tell you more in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Free Talk Live, you take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. You'll find features there are free, and the main feature of the site actually allows you, the listener, to influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air. You can go and submit different things you find online, whether it's a blog post that you like or a news article or YouTube video, something you want to share with our listeners. You just submit it to the website and other listeners. Listeners will then see it and vote as to whether they like your suggestion or not. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So head over there and get interactive. You know, you, you got to wonder, um, when you send your kid to uh, to public school and they're able to read their, their shapes and their colors and um, several other uh, things that come on the flashcards with baby reading kit, how much farther will they be along than the uh, the other kids? And will that put them in the uh, the, the classes will, that will fast track them in, in the education system that we have in the United States? Babyreadingkit.com could very well do that for your child. Uh, it certainly has done it for mine. My son, Jack, can, he's two and 
and a half, and he can read his uh, shapes and his colors. And it's amazing to see a uh, a, a little boy like that reading indigo. Yeah, but you're not going to put your octagon. son in government schools. So I'm not. Would, no, stunt his growth. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean the government school, though. I mean, there are honors classes and well, private um, schools too. Not everybody gotcha. can do the uh, the uh, the homeschooling home school. like we're going to do it, but. Uh, babyreadingkit.com, as a matter of fact, uh, created by a uh, woman who homeschools her six kids. <laughs> babyreadingkit.com. Go over there. You can see a video of uh, several kids, including my son Jack, reading just to prove it to you. For $130, your kid can have this jump. And, you know, if there's a kid in your family who's somewhere between the ages of, well, three months and three and a half years is probably the uh, the age bracket for this. It's babyreadingkit.com. We're talking about a young man who is being painted as this Islamo extremist, another mad bomber, that the government has interceded, and they have, uh, they have pre- prevented him from harming people. He was going to do destructive acts that would uh, have taken thousands of perhaps hundreds of lives in uh, Chicago, and the, thank goodness we've got the federal government here and the, the wonderful men and women of the FBI to keep us all safe. Hooray! At least that's the, uh, the, the news media's view of what happened just a few days ago in uh, Chicago as a 22-year-old man, Mr. Hassoun, his uh, full name is, uh, well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, and, and they're also willing to misrepresent the whole situation. When they talk about a jihad, this guy wasn't, uh, you know, didn't have any kind of, uh, you know, Muslim leanings at all. His his name certainly makes it sound that way, though. That's good enough for most people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, it, it may have been the media that made the jump to jihad. I don't right. know. Well, that's what uh, I'm saying. Because the, in, the, the media. in the government's own papers, in their own report on this incident... It's revealed that this young man now, as dis- he may be disturbed, okay, he may be a little a little nutty. He wants to change the administration of the city of Chicago. He doesn't like uh, Mayor Daley. He wants somebody else more of his liking to get in. And he believed that if he did some sort of uh, putting terror, a, like a jack in the box with uh, you know like anti Daley messages in it uh, that made a little uh, popping scary noise, things, got some... th- things that he wanted to scare people with that that wouldn't hurt anybody. He said over and over again initially before he met the undercover agents. That then provocateured him into or provoked him into being becoming more radicalized. His statements were very clear. He did not want to cause harm to people. He did not want to cause injury. The original device he had in mind would be a look would look like a toy, and when activated, would explode, and the little messages would come out with ominous warnings on it. Uh, he wanted something that uh, wasn't going to hurt anybody. So then the undercover feds showed up and started gently guiding him in a more militant direction or militant direction. Hassoun was arrested near Wrigley Field on September 19th in the possession of a dummy bomb provided by his employers who told him the purported explosive, quote, would likely destroy half a city block, if not more, unquote. By that time, the young man had been paid $500 and promised much more, as well as the means to escape to a secure location in California. Hey, buddy, we've set it all up for you here. Look, you really want to change what Mayor Daly's going to do? You need to get a little bit more violent. Tell you what, we'll provide the bomb and we'll even give you an escape route. 
Right. The, the, the secure location. Yeah. The, the secure location of prison, right? Yes. <laughs> they didn't lie. Uh, the, the $500 isn't the end of it because it, you know, whatever he was promised at the end is what he expected to get, too. He's a sucker. And mm-hmm. anybody who goes for this kind of violent stuff is a sucker, whether they, you know, whether they're dealing with the federal government or somebody, um, you know, uh, who's really doing it. I mean, if these people really wanted to see this change, they should have gone and placed this bomb themselves. If their plan was so good, I don't know why they felt they had to, uh, uh, you know, why, why he would think they needed to include him. I don't know, Mark. What, what these people are thinking, again, he doesn't seem to be the most clear-headed young man out there. Right. And that's how they do it. They take advantage of people that are upset about something. They take advantage of people that, uh, for whatever reason, they've got an axe to grind. But in most cases, these guys are just pushovers. They're just people that don't have a lot of self-esteem. Uh, they're, they are able to, these government agents are able to come in and literally work people up into violence. They, they provoke them into accepting violence as a solution for whatever it is their problem is with the federal government, or in this case, the city of Chicago. So there's just a little bit more here from Will Grigg over at LouRockwell.com. Now, attorney Myron Arbach, who's representing Hassoon, is considering a defense strategy based on federal entrapment. He says, my client didn't bring anything of his own to this incident. He correctly points out that things were given to him. In related news, Shahed Hussein, the Pakistani-born FBI provocateur who confected the so-called Newburgh 4 bombing plot, recently admitted under oath that the FBI sent him to a terrorist training camp in his home country in December of 2009. This happened while he was playing the role of a wealthy terrorist recruiter in the employ of a Pakistani group, Jahish-e-Mohammed, as part of a sting targeting four marginalized, desperate losers. Jihad's Central isn't found in Riyadh, Tehran, or, as some earnest but misled people insist, Moscow. It's in Virginia, specifically Langley and Quantico. So there you have it. Yet another example of these people that didn't originally have any intention to hurt anybody. You know, it's it's kind of tough. I mean, you would want the FBI being involved and stopping, thwarting real plans of terror. Give me one. Give me I, no, one. I, I understand, uh, you know, but and you know how many of these people had, that they've thwarted would have gone on and done something on their own. You know, those people I don't feel too terrible about. But as uh, Sean was, I believe, correctly pointing out, it's really just about how much money is offered to somebody. There's a lot of people out there that would do a lot of terrible things if given a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you've just got to ask yourself, what about your kid? <laughs> you know. Do they they have the uh, do they have the the, the 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 wisdom to be able to turn something like this down? If somebody comes to him and says, "Hey, kid, here's a suitcase. Put, put it, it over, over by there. that trash can. I'll yep. give you a million dollars." You know, I, that, that's that's really what happened here. Obviously, this guy knew what um, you know had a, had a little more knowledge, but these cases are that flimsy in a lot of times. A lot of cases. Yep. Yeah, it, 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 even if it were a real terrorist, they're just after somebody to take the fall for them. So, yeah, they can promise him a million bucks, and when he gets busted, well, they don't have it. to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, how many more times is this going to happen? And is it ever acknowledged in the mainstream media? Has it ever been acknowledged that, oh, yeah, they got tricked into this? Or the federal government had these provocateurs in there that were talking about violence. It's all the federal government that set this up. They've done it every single time. How many people in the mainstream media 
are covering that aspect of the story. No, or they're not. Because how many of the how many of the articles that have been written in the t- television news pieces that have been done on this and all the other cases have strayed from the Islamo terror plots foiled by FBI? We're all safe now. Well, how many of them strayed from that? You won't see a mainstream article like that for another thirty or forty years. And then maybe, right. maybe they'll talk about this particular incident and mention that it was a, a FBI job. It's just it's just amazing. It just keeps happening over and over again, and they use it as justification for their existence. They use it to uh, to show people that they are out there doing their jobs and keeping people safe. But there's not one, not one example of them actually doing something to keep anybody safe. If anything's keeping people safe, it's the fact that Americans can defend themselves. It's the fact that Americans can can be armed and they can you know they can physically defend themselves with firearms or whatever is necessary against a uh, an attacker. If anything's keeping people safe, it's that. It's not the random searches in the subway. It's not the TSA at the uh, the gates of the airport. It's not the FBI setting up and ginning up these fake terrorists. It's not none of the the security theater that is going on out there is doing anything to keep people safe. And that's not to say that, well, they need to get serious and they need to hire more FBI agents and they need to expand the TSA and they need to, you know, this more power. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. The feder- the government is not going to keep you safe. They don't care about keeping you safe. Anything they do to pretend like they're keeping you safe is just an illusion. It's just security theater to keep their aura or their cloak of legitimacy as i guess top of mind as possible for people and as believable as possible hour two's coming up you take control attention all active duty members and veterans of the u.s military your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special va loan programs with benefits not available to the general public like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. is Free Talk Live, and we are kicking off the second hour of the show. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. Hey, if you'd like to support this show, you may do so by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of of your purchase price. So Amazon would normally pocket all those profits. Instead, they're going to share some of it with us. If you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com to get your shopping done, that is Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. 
com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. All right, so we're going to change gears here a little bit. Uh, well, I guess it's not a huge change. The first hour we were focusing on this supposed the supposed terror plots that the federal government is breaking up and keeping you safe. Well, actually, it turns out that they're they're creating them by provocateuring or provoking rather uh, the people these easily influenced buffoons into doing something that is much more dangerous than they they'd originally would have done on their own uh, every time time after time so in the same kind of vein we're still talking about the federal government mark apparently there's been a big announcement today yeah, you know, as as a uh, uh, recovering uh, Republican, I can tell you that I find this just absolutely outrageous. Um, this is from CBS News at cbsnews.com. CBS News has obtained a final draft of the House of, uh, of, of House Republicans legislative agenda for the next Congress, a 21-page pledge to America that they will formally unveil Thursday morning. At uh, a Virginia hardware store, just to make them seem earthy and everything. Yeah, you know, they're, they're going to wear their earth. suits right. there into yeah. the hardware store. Grassroots. Yeah, because that makes sense. The need for urgent action to repair our economy and reclaim our government. The Republicans are all about the small businessman, of course, Mark. That's what they're talking about. Right. right. Well, that's and that's why they make it so easy for the big businessmen to crush the small businessmen on their heel, right? Um, the economy and reclaim our government for the Republicans, excuse me, for the people cannot be overstated. <laughs> the introduction says it concludes with this document. We pledge to dedicate ourselves to the task of reconnecting our highest aspirations to the permanent truths of our founding by keeping faith with the values our nation was founded on the principles we stand for and the priorities of our people. This is our pledge to America. You know, this uh, the the ideas, the founding principles and blah, blah, blah. You know, there were all kinds of founders and they had all kinds of principles. They disagreed. There were the anti-federalists and the federalists, uh, just to name a couple. Right. They disagreed with each other on the size of government, the scope of government, the shape of government on who should be able to do what. Some of them believe that there should be state religions. Some of them believe that there shouldn't. There's all kinds of founders. And to claim that you're you're trying to return to what the founders intended means that nothing. It means nothing. Um uh, this they, they've got to break down here the the document the uh, the pledge to America all twenty one pages of it, but it says uh, stop by killing uh, by job killing tax hikes allow small businesses to take a tax deduct- deduction equal to twenty percent of their income require congressional approval for any new federal regulation that would add to the deficit repeal small business mandates in the uh, new health care law. Uh, cut spending, repeal and replace health care, roll back uh, non-discriminatory spending to 2008 levels before TARP. Whoa, wow, man. Yep, back when wow, the Republicans... Wow, slash uh, and burn. Remember during the uh, the Bush administration, uh, I don't remember, Trent Lott or something like that. I'm not good with these scumbags' names. But uh, like the Speaker of Delay, the House, Delay, whatever. Some Republican guy, right? He comes up and he's he's talking about how, all right, this is it, America. We have slashed the government to the bone. Yeah. <laughs> he used those, term, those terms. That's what he said, the, yeah. The, we've slashed it to the bone. We just can't cut it any further. Boy, aren't we great. Let's pat each other on the back. Right. 
Because give me government, a shot at that federal budget. I'll slash it further. Don't right. worry. Yeah. Well, because government was <laughs> just uh, put me in charge. Uh, just give me, just give me a pen, and uh, I will slash that federal budget. No, they'd corrupt you. They'd, they'd buy you out. But uh, yeah, like the idea, the suggestion was that well, this is it. We can't get it any smaller. We've done our job. <laughs> the Bush, as though the government was somehow small or made smaller under the Bush administration. It's just nonsense. It's, it's nonsense. The government was increased dramatically during the Bush administration. Establish strict budget caps to limit federal spending going forward. Cancel all future TARP payments. By the way. This means nothing. These TARP payments, all future TARP payments, you're talking about, uh, you know, just a minuscule amount that's that's still going, uh, that, that still has to be the, scheduled out. Actually, that's the stimulus. The stimulus has another sixty billion or something like that, compared to what, uh, what previously went. I don't know about the TARP payments. Probably small too. Most of that stuff's gone out. We'll require that every bill have a citation of constitutional authority. We're going to put our Republican stamp of constitutionality on everything we pass, America. Give three members at least. Uh, give members at least three days to read bills before a vote. This is Ooh, remember, remember, three folks. Days? This is what Obama ran on. They're lying to you. <laughs> three days to read bills. Don't these things come in at like twelve hundred pages or the something? Smaller ones, like probably. That? Yeah. Uh, in legalese, how uh-huh. are they going to read that in three days? Here, here, here's where the spending comes in. At the bottom, defense. Provide resources to troops. Which means anything they as want. As much as they want. To, to, to provide a huge amount of spending for their buddies in the military-industrial complex. Fund missile defense. Enforce sanctions in Iran. Sanctions. Yep. Great. Let's kill Acts some innocent people. Yeah. So, sanctions mean starving people, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's pretty Generally, much Generally, I mean. yes. Because the people in charge in Iran are not going to go without their, uh, you know, their ham sandwiches right. or whatever it is that they're going to be eating for lunch. Um, they're going to absolutely eat. It's the, it's the populace that won't get the food. That's right. Just like it happened in Iraq. uh, You know, having fallen for this when they were doing this the the last time with the contract with America instead of the pledge to America, I I just find this so offensive. It absolutely enrages me because I... Wait, wait, wait. What part enrages you the most? Is it that uh, they would use the same exact playbook or that Americans would fall for it again? These Republicanite Americans would uh, would fall for the same playbook a second time. It's it's the suggestion that I'll fall for it again. I I guess um I, that's that that's kind of how I feel because you know, it's just so it, it's such usury, such absolute evil. You know they don't mean it because they did this less than two decades. Well, let ago. me play the Repu- let me play the Republican here. Uh, the the apologist. Well, look, Mark. A decade and a half ago, it was a different group of Republicans. These Republicans are serious. They've seen the mistakes of the past group, and they, they've got the Tea Party behind them. They they are serious about really changing this time, about really reducing the role and the scope of the federal government, except the military. They really are serious about cutting back, slashing it back to the bone, back to what it was in 2008 when we had George Bush in charge. He was really doing a great job of keeping government small by signing every single bill that uh, – or 99 percent of the bills that came – I'm sorry, I'm not really doing a good job at representing the Republicans, but you understand what I'm saying. Oh, it's a different group of Republicans this time. That's my main point. A different it's group. Not they a mean different it. group, though. 
I mean, Newt Gingrich is running for president. I mean, he's putting his little feelers out and stuff. This is the guy that derailed it the last time. Sure, well, you've got to have somebody who's old running people. for president. You've got to have somebody who's got experience running for president. But there are a lot of, there's a lot of new blood. you mean screwing us the first time. Well, I mean, you know, uh, he, what can you do, right? Maybe he's not the perfect choice. But look, you've got new blood all over the place. You've got people that are blood coming is in. right. It's the blood of the American people <laughs> as they're being threatened in order to have to pay for the military industrial complex Look, you don't want to elect right democrats here. do you i you know i at this point i'm beginning to wonder <laughs> here's <laughs> on the same day that they they trot this out obama lies to me again okay he says uh, uh rush limbaugh was blabbing about it so i don't know the, the details on it but basically Obama's saying that uh afghanistan we need to get out of there it's 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 over. Whatever there was to get, we've gotten. We need to get out of Afghanistan. And I don't know. Like he's lying to me too. They're playing to totally to me. Yeah, but isn't that the last uh, excuse that the Republicans have? Even if you can decimate everything, well, you don't want Democrats, do you? That's it. Right. <laughs> That's all they've got. Right, because the suggestion in that statement there is that Republicans are somehow less statist or somehow uh, you know smaller government oriented, and there's just no evidence to support that. None whatsoever. 800-259-9231. If you've got more, we'll certainly uh, cover that here in a moment. That's pretty much it. All right. 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features include our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo to show they are listeners of the program. Or video, they can send video to. Uh, you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what I mean. And if you're a lady listener, get the details on becoming a part of the Shrine of Female listeners over at shrine.freetalklive.com. Now, if you get in some legal trouble, hiring a lawyer can be a very expensive option. And they are... Many of them are just set up to screw you as much as possible. How can you avoid being screwed, Mark? Jurisdictionary.com. It's a course for people without a lawyer who have to know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers to know know what to do to minimize legal fees and maximize winning. So it works for both plaintiffs and defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. It's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend, and you get it at Jurisdictionary.com. It was written by a doctorate of jurisprudence who has a passion for uh, public legal education. He believes that people should know this important aspect of their lives, uh, the, the legal uh, you know, the, the, the legal realm, because if you don't, you'll get taken advantage of. So it's Jurisdictionary.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue with your thoughts. Ray is listening in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ray. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? What do they call that, the pledge? 
for America? Yeah, Pledge to America. I, I, I'm going to rename it for you. It's going to be the Plague on America. The Plague <laughs> on America. I like it. Yeah, that's what it's going to be, because I'll tell you what. If you really go back and look through history, especially Republicans, I'm not taking a side. I'm just telling you what the facts are. And you look at something like Treasury Direct, and you type in each president for each year, you'll see that starting from a deficit in 1979 of a trillion dollars, how that deficit came to be, and it was all three Republicans. All three of them had a significant amount. The Democrats that took place in that, at that time right there hardly added anything to it at all. Don't you think Obama's uh, going to add to it? Budget, actually. Don't you think that uh, Obama's going to add to it? Uh, Obama is going to severely add to it, yeah. but... Before he ever came into office, that first, this, his first one been from the prior president was $1.3 trillion. Now, George Bush Jr., every year he was in office, averaged $600 billion. It was the last year's. And if you go back to one of his speeches where he said that everybody should be able to be entitled to a home and that Fannie Mae had 25 new programs, this is George Bush Jr. there, mm-hmm. And, and they had good programs, and if you had no money and bad credit, you still deserved a good house <laughs> with nothing down. Okay, so, you know, this is just a, it's just been an ongoing problem. And, and basic, if you've ever, and you guys run a business there, so you know how overhead and things work, okay? Sure. And when you got a $2 trillion income like this country does now, and you got just shy of a $14 trillion debt, you're not going to pay that off. Oh, no. I, How could you ever pay that off? They can't. I don't, I don't think that they can. All they can do is inflate the currency to the point that uh, $14 trillion is, well, what you'd get for uh, a, page, a weekly paycheck. Right, and right. then that it, destroys the economy. And, you know, and a lot of people say, well, you know, China's going to be stuck holding the bag. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you know anything about bonds, you'll know that China has made out really, really good lately. And I'll tell you why. As the interest rate falls... The bonds you bought prior to that at a higher interest rate go up in value. So forget about the 3 or 4% the bonds plan. You can get money when you bought a United States Treasury or bond, and the interest rate you bought it at was, say, 5%, and now it's at 4% or 3%. Your bond value goes up. So the Chinese have sat back and had a good time just laughing at us because all the bonds they bought prior to today, I guarantee you, are higher in value. You understand what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know I, much about bonds. Yeah, I, I can't say that I know a lot about this Okay, either. here's no? like this. Okay, we got $1,000 in our hands, and we go out and we buy United States Treasury, and it's paying 5%. And yes. then the interest rate falls to 4%. Okay, that $1,000 bond is not $1,000 anymore. It's like $1,040. Right. See, it goes up as the interest rate goes down, because you can't buy that bond with that yield when the yield's at 3%. Get five percent, you're going to pay more for that bond because it was a fixed instrument. It was sold at a thirty-year treasury. So, each but what good is it going to do? I'm sorry to interrupt, but what good is that bond going to do? Uh, whoever's holding it, whether it's uh, somebody in China or around okay. here, what good is it going to do if they hyperinflate the currency? Then that thousand dollars isn't worth crap. But still, they bought that bond with that money, so they're going to get more money for the bond. You, you see, you bought it for a thousand. And in order for somebody to buy it, that bonds trade every day. Whether you bought a bond, you turn around and you trade it tomorrow. You can hold it 10 years and trade it the next day. But the bond you bought for 1000 making 5%, is now worth, no, it's probably worth about 1075 I guess. So, see, that's an interest rate towards that bond, which it makes it higher than the interest rate. 
So the Chinese, every time they buy our bonds and we keep pushing our interest rate down, they're making more money just because we're pushing our interest rate down. Because the, the bonds are more valuable. Right. They, and, they the only, and to be honest with you, we owe about $14 trillion. They hold like $800 billion. It's not even a sneeze to them anymore. They've got, you know how much richer China is than us? They have $2 trillion in reserve, and we're $14 trillion in the hole. That makes them $16 trillion richer than us. Okay, what I still don't understand uh, after what you've just said is that if you buy the bond at $1,000 and then the federal government goes into hyperinflation mode for the purposes of whatever, whether it's military spending or trying to pay off the interest on their, their debts or whatever their motivations are, they go into hyperinflation mode. Then that uh, the, then the money becomes worth less in a very fast, a very quick period of time. What good is it going to be if it's a thousand dollars and seventy? If it's a thousand seventy, when the money has dropped in uh, half in value, because it's still thousand seventy. But that's and not worth anything worth if the dollars are half as, as valuable. If you but have $1,000 and it'll buy a car, and then right. they hyperinflate, and you've got $1,070 that won't afford a one-month payment on a car, you've lost money. It doesn't matter about the well, numbers. They're still playing the market, China is. Hold it, you guys. You're, you're just thinking somehow you forgot. You're thinking that we're the manufacturers of the world. You're missing no. it. No. China is the manufacturers, and their money is their money. And if I buy a, and I buy stuff out of China because I'm an equipment trading. Well, I'm retired. Sure, sure. Business, and I buy steel out of China, and I purchase steel in China for one third the price I purchased it for in the U.S. Okay, okay. So it doesn't matter what America's prices are. That's America's problem. And they only got eighty billion dollars of the bonds. And the United States has been steadily pushing interest rates down, not up. So Wait, was they, it eighty billion or eight hundred billion? You said eight hundred before. Eight. I'm sorry, eight hundred billion. Okay. Eight hundred billion out of fourteen trillion in debt. Right. You still they haven't addressed my. Uh, you China's just... buying a lot of gold. Is the answer to that? China's getting got plenty of money left over, and they're well, if buying they're cashing gold. in the bonds now and buying gold, that's a smart idea. But to sit there and hold onto the bonds and thinking that's going to make something for you down the line is not a good idea because. Uh, because if as inflation goes up, it's going to eat away at uh, at your at the amount that you originally put in. It's going to eat away at its value. That's the part well, you have United answered. States, United States is probably in, in in what it's worth or what its guarantee is the best of the worst. And almost everybody's in trouble, but except for these countries like China. Uh, I definitely understand where you're coming from on that. And I thank you, Ray, for the call okay. uh, at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It still doesn't seem like a very good idea to be holding on to bonds at all. Buying gold? Good idea. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You have got to check this podcast out, man. It is heavy, man. It is so, it's like my brain is just going like, wow, man. It's just like, whoa, it's made me feel so good. It made me feel like, oh, man, I can't believe how great I feel just from listening to this podcast. This podcast is incredible. It helped me to relax feel better about myself because it's verbalsurgery.com baby this is free talk live you're invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 800 
1-800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find a lot of features, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, don't worry about it. Click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website, the last week's worth of the program. And then if you want to go way, way back, you can click into the archive section, and that'll take you back to late 2006. So it's all free for you at freetalklive.com. Though the archives are brought to you by HostGator. Yeah, hostgator.freetalklive.com uh, is your portal to get your first month completely free of web hosting from hostgator.com. They're a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Doesn't matter whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website. They give unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, free site builder tools, uh, easy control panel, one-click script installs. They 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 handle WordPress as I understand it. There's 4,500 free web Website templates. There's uh, a 99.9% uptime guarantee, 45-day money-back guarantee. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com to get your first month completely free. All right, 800-259-9231, continuing with your calls. And then, coming up, uh, microchips cause a bit of a problem for some animal owners, uh, perhaps over in the U.K. Sean, you've got that story for us. We'll get to that. But your calls come first. So let's talk to G in New Hampshire you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian. Hey, Mark. Hey, John. How you guys doing? Hey, G. What's on your mind tonight? I was just going to call in with an update on Mama Alley. Now, Mama Alley, uh, for those that uh, are not aware, the, is a is a hero of mine. She's somebody who has been running an underground business for a couple of years down in Savannah, Georgia, uh, called the Savannah Last Biscuit, and it's been operating 24-7. It has been delivering delicious hot food uh, to people in the Savannah area. It's it's basically an underground food delivery service, and I think it's an excellent example for people to look at and to follow uh, to create their own businesses without asking the government's permission to do so first. And that I think is awesome. She ended up she ended up uh, leaving down south after some trouble with the police uh, to come up here to New uh, come up here to New Hampshire and kick off Keen Last Biscuit. And just uh, a day before she was scheduled to launch it fully, she'd been making some delicious food and bringing it out to some of the activist events that have been going on here as she kind of got settled in. Uh, but the day before she was pl- she was planning on really going full time. Was, she was uh, uh, taken into custody. It was not a, an arrest. Uh, she was taken into custody. And it turns out that what happened was, and I wish I had known that this was what she had done because I would have told her, go back to Georgia. Um, she ended yeah, up getting... Yeah, you could have tried, Ian. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe it wouldn't. It probably wouldn't have worked. Uh, but she... No, no, no. She was arrested down in Georgia. I don't even remember. Was it the uh, the cop incident where the cop beat the crap out of her and then she got charged with with a crime? Yeah, she got charged with two uh, obstructions of justice, and um, she already had a contempt of court warrant. They kind of packed it onto that. Right, and this was for uh, for coming up to the police that were hassling somebody at a gas station. She pulls out a video camera. The cops didn't like that very much, and one of the police attacked her physically over it. She was yeah, then they charged. Had, uh, a homeless guy cornered. There was four of them, and she wanted to make sure the homeless guy was all right. Yes, the homeless guy, if he was okay, he said yes. She went to walk away, and the cop, I guess, took offense to it. Yep, and then after that, they really kind of cracked down hard on her last on the last biscuit, and, and basically, she wanted to get out of town. Unfortunately, yeah, they arrested me, and they were basically 
saying, oh, you want to film us, we'll film you, and all that stuff. Unfortunately, there was a, a mistake made in that, in my opinion at least, and I think the uh, the big mistake that she made was that she was out on a private bond. And I don't know if she understood yeah. what that meant, but uh, if she understood what it meant, she probably wouldn't have left uh, Savannah. No, because didn't, Nobody explained it to her when we left. Oh, boy. The bond lady was actually talking about the last visit. She wasn't talking about anything on bond. This was her first bond. I've never been on bond either, and I'm still not, so we had no idea. So what happened was she was at uh, locally here at the Keene Library, and I guess some guys that were not police uh, were apparently bounty hunters, approached her and told her that she was coming with them. And they took her back down to Georgia, where she's going to be facing trial. So for folks that don't know, uh, because apparently not everybody does, the way that this works is when you get arrested. And it was BS, the reason why she was arrested. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it wasn't right. But in order to get you out of the cage, the government sets an arbitrary amount of money. Sometimes it's so-called PR, personal recognizance. Sometimes it's it's a cash bail. And in this case, it was $7,000. Now, your average person doesn't have $7,000 just sitting around, around waiting to hand it to the, uh, the government agents. So they call a bail bondsman. Typically, a bondsman will come in and they'll front the $7,000 for approximately 10%. This is a typical bondsman's deal, as I understand it. Please correct me if I'm wrong here. But so basically, you pay up $700, the bondsman puts yeah, up the I, full... I, I paid 900 actually. There may be an extra fee or 12% or something like that. What, yeah. Well, they put it up for the whatever they can get. The thing to me was her obstruction was like $2,000. They tried to give me an obstruction of justice because I walked from the street to the curb just last week, and my total was 1850 with obstruction and with a contempt of court warrant. So they it's all arbitrary. They just make you know they just make numbers up. Uh, so yeah, I just want to I just want to tell everybody that she's okay. She made it to Georgia today. The uh, bonds people were really cool to her. They actually let her use their phone on the whole way, so we could talk. And um, I was gonna put um, the address to the, the jail up on my Facebook. And then Monica told me there's a I think it's Mike Barsky has a website where I can put her address up. That's right. It's mailtojail.com. And by the way, there's news about mail to jail. It used to be mail hyphen, hyphen, uh, excuse me, mail hyphen to hyphen jail.com. But Will Buchanan, apparently, the guy that did the Walk for Liberty a couple years ago, that walked across the country uh, to make it here to New Hampshire from uh, all the way over in Oregon, the, just an amazing guy, apparently quietly behind the scenes, he'd been wheeling and dealing trying to buy the actual mail2jail.com address without the hyphens in it, and he did. I don't know what he paid for it, but he purchased that and has contributed it now to mail to jail So we no longer have to announce the hyphens, and you don't have to put them in when you visit mail to jail Is it T-O, or is it the numeral two? It's two. It's the letter, it's letters T-O. Mail2jail.com. Uh, so that is now, yeah. So when you see, when you get that information up, uh, I'm sure you can get it over to Mike Barsky and he'll put it up there and then people can go to mail to jail.com and they can send letters to mama Allie in jail. Yeah. But I would like to thank everybody for everything they've done for us. We really appreciate it. Well, I'm glad that you're still up here, and uh, I don't know what this means for the plans for Keen Last Biscuit, but certainly uh, there are still going to be hungry people that are, are keeping their fingers crossed, G. Oh, yeah. They, they, they can't stop us. They've tried too many times and too just many different places. So it might be a little bit, but we'll be back. All right. Well, we'll look forward to it, and thanks for the update tonight. I certainly appreciate hearing from you. So. So according to uh, to G, Mama Allie did not really understand. She never had a bond before. I've never been in this situation. And the way it works is they put this money up. They want their money back. Yeah, oh, sure. Uh, so 
It'd be the same thing if you put $7,000 up for me, Mark, and I skipped town, you'd be pretty pissed because you wouldn't get your $7,000 back. The, the whole purpose of putting up that money is to ensure your appearance uh, at, the, uh, at the, the sham trial that mm-hmm. they're going to have. And so the idea is that once you appear at the trial, the state will cut a check to whomever put the, the money into the system in the first place. So this bondsman comes in. He collects $900 from G. He then, the bondsman, fronts $7,000 to get Mama Alley out of jail. So she didn't realize what the consequences apparently were of that. She skips out on uh, the – she skips out on bail, meaning she didn't go to the trial – which is a violation of her terms for the bond. Yep. So the bondsman wants his effing money. And so sure he hires bounty hunters and sends the bounty hunters off to find Mama Alley, wherever she is, to take her from wherever she is, bring her back to Savannah, Georgia, so she can face the trial for, again, for a bunch of scam, BS, nonsense charges. The, the bondsman is not concerned with any of that. He may even agree with her that these are BS, nonsense charges. It sounds that way. He just wants to get his money back and he's only going to get that money back if he brings mama ally back down to the the gang down there in georgia and what's interesting about this case as g pointed out these guys are really nice like she's not being mean to uh the the you know she's not giving them a hard time the people that that confiscated her the, the bounty hunters and they're being nice to her they're giving her their cell phone that she can use as she's you know being driven down there <laughs> how many cops are going to treat you like that more coming Zero. up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, Let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there for free. Head on over, freetalklive.com, and uh, get interactive. You can find a lot of different things to do there, including... Uh, our news updates. You can actually be following what goes on with Free Talk Live, and you can get that information via your email box or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Go get the latest over at news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. It's all for free. That's news.freetalklive.com. So the lesson learned, unfortunately, the hard way through the situation of uh, one Mama Alley, who is still a hero of mine. I think she's just you know incredibly courageous woman. Uh, for running a business without asking the government's permission and doing it successfully for so many years. The lesson learned is if you're going to skip out on bail, don't do it to either your friends or somebody you don't know. Anybody that puts up money for you uh, to get out of jail, unfortunately, that means you have to go to trial because otherwise you're going to destroy your friendship or someone's going to send a bounty hunter after you. And the bounty hunters are going to do their job. They, they have the tools that it takes and the, the motivation that is necessary to come after you. They're going to make it happen. If you put your own money up and you don't care if you don't get it back, well, that's your business, right? If you put, if you put your own money up to get yourself out of jail 
and you don't want to go to the trial and you're willing to risk whatever the risks are of not facing that trial and having a failure to appear and having a warrant put out for your arrest, the risks are lower in that case than if you've got a bounty hunter after your butt. Because the the police, they're just not as motivated to find you. There's no, people, they're still going to get their paychecks one way or the other. Right. There's people jumping bail all over the place and you know, they can't go after all of them at once. That doesn't mean they won't find you. That doesn't mean they you They likely won't. will, actually. Eventually they may. But you probably have longer. Like these guys, uh, she jumped her bail and they found her within days, literally within days of, uh, of leaving Georgia. So <laughs> it doesn't take them long. Well, they're, they're, market, they're in the free market. They're motivated to work much, much, much harder. Absolutely. That, they, they're going to have, the, have better techniques. They're going to have better technology than whatever the police can come up with. Absolutely right. And again, it's not to say the police aren't going to catch you. Like you, you get pulled over. It's your name in the system. They run your name. They find out you've got a warrant. They're going to probably take you right then. Uh, so it's certainly still possible the police are going to get you. But if you want to guarantee you get caught, run on a private bond. And see what happens. So I'm sorry that it that it had to to play out that way, and we're all hoping for the best uh, for Mama Allie to not have to spend too much time in jail. I want that food back here. Me too. Uh, <laughs> I want a biscuit. And she's a really nice lady on top oh, of that. She sure is. So uh, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Also, I guess last night there was another activist that uh, was actually arrested, uh, and he is not giving his name. As you may recall, Sam from the Obscured Truth Network was also similarly arrested uh, a couple of years ago now in Keene Dist- uh, the local Keene District Court here in Keene, New Hampshire, for recording video in a so-called public place. He refused to give his name, and even though the government bureaucrats discerned what his name was a couple weeks into his captivity, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't move on his case until he gave his name. So even though they knew what it was, they wouldn't do anything about it. They needed his consent. They wanted they, his consent. That's true. They wanted his consent. He actually never ended up giving it, and they pushed him out the door of the jail 58 days later. Now, that was a brutal amount of time to stay in jail for a man who never did anything to anybody except not cooperate with this the state masters that were demanding this information. Now we've got a similar situation. This wasn't based on video recording, uh, but they arrested, a, a, I guess, a young man uh, last night, one of the activists up here, for a paraphernalia pres- uh, possession, allege- allegedly, and he would not give his name, so they took him to uh, the local jail where he is currently sitting. So there's a John Doe activist currently in jail here in uh, the Keene, New Hampshire area, and... I don't know when he plans on giving up his name or if he plans on giving up his name uh, and and what that means for how long they're going to keep him in there. I hate this whole not giving up the name thing. And the reason is, is you put you back yourself into a corner because they, they've got you. You're in jail, and it doesn't matter to them. What's it cost them to keep you there? A couple of bologna sandwiches a day? Uh, It doesn't matter to them. Nobody cares if somebody who had, uh, you know, some marijuana in their pocket stays in jail one day or if they stay in a hundred days. Well, I care. Okay, you care. Right. But the, 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 the taxpayers at large do not give a flying flip at a rolling donut, whether or not he's in there or not. So then at 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, or 30 years, or 60 years, or 90 years, however long it is that he sits his butt in there, at some point or another, he's going to say, you know, if I just tell them my name's John Smith, I can go home. And he's going to do it. And then he loses. You set yourself up for a loss by doing this. 
yeah, it's 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 you know not a, a simple situation to be involved in. I, if you want to have your right to privacy, this is a situation that proves you don't. This this is a situation that proves you don't have a right to remain silent. Well, maybe you could say that he does have a right to remain silent. It's just that his captors also have a right to keep his silent butt in a, in a jail cell. Well, I don't know if they have the right, but they're going to do it. Well, they're going to do <laughs> they it. They have the legal they're get away a, with a power to do it. Yeah, yeah. they're going to get away with it. I don't support. Yeah, you know, I don't support it or anything like that. It's just it's sad to see uh, see people that could be free, could be doing something productive, sitting in jail cells, costing people money for really nothing. Well, I don't know if he would say that it is nothing, and uh, we don't have him here to no. uh, to I talk about be interested in talking what about his that. motivations are, and maybe we will get to uh, to find out more about that here down the line. But just wanted to give folks an update on some of the other things, uh, dramatic, uh, dis- I guess, turns of events happening here in uh, in Key, New Hampshire. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line because this program is brought to you by the Free State Project. And it's not all about civil disobedience up here. There are a lot of political uh, things that are going on. People are creating their own media like we are doing this show and folks are working on you know television sets and things like that. Uh, so there's a whole big movement that's going on here. And one thing that I was talking with one of the activists today, one thing that we really uh, want to see more of, I think, that at least he and I want to say we, uh, he and I uh, want to see more of is uh, more entrepreneurs coming up here. Uh, people who have got a little bit of capital, somebody who's able to purchase a home and uh, rent it out to incoming movers. Because one of the things that we definitely see happening here is that there's a lot of people that want to make the move up here and having a place to land is a, is a convenient thing. Having a, an affordable place. A lot of yeah, a lot of people are young, and young people generally have less money to spend on apartments and houses and things like that. Yeah, from what I've seen in the the brief time I've been here, as soon as a room opens up, a new mover takes it within days, maybe a week. Maybe not even a new mover, uh, but I'm going to have something I'll be renting out here soon, and I've already got two activists that are you know basically competing uh, to you know to take that that space over. So if a space opens up, somebody typically will will fill it quickly. So there's a there's a, there's a lot of room for people that are willing to invest in like a multifamily property to come up here and to you know purchase that and live you know live on site, uh, basically get your bills paid, and that makes doing activism a little bit easier if you don't if you've got all your bills paid because you've got tenants in the rest of your house that, that frees you up from having to work a job, so uh, or it makes it so you have to work very very little. So that's a nice uh, position to be in. But, of course, the thing is with entrepreneurs and investors and things like that is they usually have investments somewhere else. And so it makes it difficult for them to just pick up and uh, zip on up to New Hampshire, unlike the single unattached people that don't have uh, those investments. It's a lot easier for them to come up here. So I, I believe I believe I have no real evidence of this, but I believe the entrepreneurs are a coming. You know, they're they're planning. They're they're plotting to uh, close down their businesses where they are or sell them off and and make the move up here to New Hampshire. But there's a lot more involved in that. You know, that's a real serious commitment. I mean, so it's a pretty big commitment to move your life any old time, no matter what your life is, to another place, especially across the country in some cases. Um, it's a pretty big commitment for anybody. But for somebody who's got business uh, elsewhere that may even be a successful business, to make the move to New Hampshire yeah. because you love liberty and you want to pursue liberty, and that means you have to start your business all over again, or at least expand it. And these, uh, you yeah. know, then then running things over a distance, it's difficult. Yeah. So I uh, I hope they're coming because there's definitely a need for uh, for that kind of thing up here. It takes a real commitment to do that. There's a need for everybody uh, to come up here. If you love freedom, 
you understand what it means to be free, that you have, that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free, this is the place. And I invite you to learn more at freestateproject.org. And so when I say this, I mean New Hampshire, not uh, not just Keene. That's just where we live. So come on up uh, and join the movement. It is so exciting, and it is packed full of interesting people at freestateproject.org. And don't don't hesitate to start something. It's the other thing we were talking about is uh, is more instigators, people who want to do something, start it up. Put the idea out there. Let people know that this is something you want to do. Don't wait for somebody else to create uh, the next great activism experiment. Get out there and do it. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. I hate to say the 80-20 rule is in effect, but I think the 80-20 rule is in effect. If we can the make 80-20 that a, rule is, is it's, it's nearly law. Yeah, if we can make that like 70-30 or 60-40 or 50-50, that'd be great. More people starting things instead of just jumping on board. Not to say there's nothing wrong with jumping on board. More coming up, though. Uh, hour three is on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live, kicking off the third hour of the show. You take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. Don't forget the main feature of our website allows you, the listener, to influence the stuff you actually see on the website. If you look in the main column of the page, you'll see all that, uh, all those news stories and blog posts and such that have been put there have been put there by listeners just like you. So when you're surfing around the web and you see something that you think is pretty interesting that you want to share with our listeners, you just submit it to the site. And then other listeners will vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So, uh, we will, of course, take your calls about anything. Uh, barring that, we've got stuff that uh, you might find interesting. And, Sean, you wanted to share with us tonight a story out of the U.K. Many people are familiar with the microchips uh, that are being offered to put into pets. And I've 
when I had a, a, a dog, I had a microchip placed in her because it seems like a good idea. The idea of, hey, your dog runs away, gets found by some other humane society or some veterinarian or whomever that might have one of these scanners. They scan the chip in the dog's paw or wherever it is they're placing them, and they will be able to identify who you are. They will be able to uh, to find you. They'll be able to return your loved animal to you. It sounds like a great idea. Yeah, so what's happening? Does. So this is uh, from the uh, t- the Telegraph at telegraph.co.uk. And uh, Dave Morehouse's Jack Russell Terrier, Rocky, was stolen in 2007. So it didn't run away. It was actually stolen in this particular wow. case. And he was informed earlier this year that the microchip provider, he had dis- had discovered details of his dog's new address. However, they refused to pass on the animal's whereabouts, claiming it would breach the Data Protection Act, which I assume is some United Kingdom law protecting certain kinds kinds of private information. Wait a minute, I'm a little confused. What? What? His dog was stolen, and they wouldn't give him the information, the information. on where the dog is. How would they know where the dog is? Because it was found Who's by they? somebody or the microchip provider. So the microchip provider knew where the dog was. But they wouldn't give the information to the former owner or the owner of the dog, they, the guy whose dog it was uh, yes. previously. Did they send the police out to get to the dog? Not that I'm aware of. Then what's the point in having a chip? They, they, I don't know, but apparently the Data Protection Act pre- prevents them from releasing the dog's whereabouts. So, And there was a court order actually last week. Uh, last week a court refused Mr. Morehouse's request for a court order compelling... Anabase, which is the uh, microchipping company, to reveal the name and address of the new owners. Well, they're not owners, are they? they if the dog was stolen, it's not an ownership. It, well, it really depends on how the, the you know the deal went down. If they are the thieves of the dog, then um, you know they are the possessors. I wouldn't call them the owners. However, if they bought the dog from thieves, then I would call them the new owners uh, because you know you've I, they paid money for it. That gets back to the conversation we had last week. Which yeah, it, it, it very is very lengthy. It is a a mired pit, but um, it's it's the, you know it, it's the truth. Well, Mr. Morehouse says um, he secured him on a rope in the backyard and went to Leeds. When he came back, the dog was missing, and he presumes he was stolen because someone would have had to let him off the rope. Makes mm-hmm. sense. And all that next week, he was in the nearby woods. He put an ad in the local paper. And he reported his theft to the vets who had done the microchipping. Three years later, in April 2010, Mr. Morehouse received a letter from Anabase asking if he wanted them to update their database with the name and address of the dog's new owners. It is believed they had requested that their details be added onto the database. Mr. Morehouse said, I told Anabase that I didn't want to... Wait a minute, point of information. So... The belief is that the people that presumably purchased the dog from the thieves, the dog thieves, wanted to uh, to put their information onto the chip. The company that runs this chipping operation contacts the former owner and says, hey, is this okay mm-hmm. if we put this new information on the chip? He says, heck no, that's my dog. I want it back. Where is it? And that's when they say, I'm sorry, we're prevented you know, from Can't telling tell you that, that information. Yeah, they, they, they asked for the name and address, and uh, the Anabase would not give any details. So I guess the chip is only useful if the dog is found and put into a facility of some sort, I right? guess. 
Well, I guess um, it would seem like this guy could call the law and then have the, you know, if the law decides to do some kind of investigation, I can tell you from personal experience, this isn't very high on their list. Mm, but if oh, they yeah. des- decide to do this kind of investigation, I think the law could scare the uh, the chip company into giving the information and then go get the dog. But they're saying they're prevented by law from giving that information. I'm talking about the law as in the police departments. Well, he, yeah, he went to he went to get a court order, and the court has said that under the Data Protection Act, Anabase cannot release the location of the new owners. No, I bet they could lease it. Uh, I bet they wouldn't say the same thing about cops because it's always that way. There's always some stipulation for law enforcement. If you could get the cops to go and physically, you're saying if they could physically show up at this office or call them and just somehow to, intimidate them, yeah, just call them. Maybe. If you could get the cops to do that, and I can yeah. tell you, when it comes to property crimes, and I suspect that's what they would would call the theft of a Jack Russell Terrier, um, they just they're they're not very engaged. They're that's busy out true. there giving tickets. And on the other hand, they're also not likely to know too much about the Data Protection Act. So if you were to be able to get them to do it, maybe they actually would. But as you say, what what's going to uh, what's going to motivate them to make that call? They're not going to get a chunk of the. They're not going to get any of the reward money or anything like that. They're, whether they find your dog or not isn't going to increase their compensation. No, it's not. It, it's it's a ridiculous situation. But uh, the, the quote here, there's a quote here from the uh, secretary of the kennel club saying that microchipping is a method of permanent identification and does not provide proof of ownership. And if somebody's dog has been stolen and an ownership dispute arises, then this needs to be reported to the police. So apparently he didn't go to the police. He just went to get a court order to have the uh, information released. So he never reported the theft in the first place? Is that the, the That idea? may be the situation. It's not clear in the article. Hmm. So how would – yeah, that's, that's a, it's a tricky situation, right? Because if he loses his dog, reports the theft – then the new owners purchase the dog from the thief, take it to the vet, and the vet scans it and says, hey, this is, uh, this is a stolen dog. Like it could come up in the, the system as this dog's been stolen. Uh, well, I guess it, what we discussed last time still applies, right? They, they bought it. They believed legitimately. What they if the dog died the next day? Yeah. I mean, then is the family who bought the dog responsible for compensating the guy who had his dog stolen? That sounds ridiculous. No, no the, the thief is responsible. The, the thief is responsible for compensating the guy who had his dog stolen and the people who bought the dog in good faith. That's that, that's the uh, conclusion we came up with, yep. but uh, some people um, see differently. And I can, I can see how they feel, and this guy probably feels similarly. He says, that's my dog. Mm-hmm. Hey, that dog was stolen from me. I want my dog back. And I totally get where he might be coming from, but these people are probably saying, hey, what about my $1,000 I paid for this Jack Russell Terrier? I did it in completely in good faith. Right, and they were essentially defrauded. I mean, they were sold the dog as though it were not stolen, and so they were defrauded out of $1,000 in that case. Right, so the person who defrauded them is the one who's uh, obviously responsible to them uh, you know, for paying that back. But the, the, this guy, he tied his dog on a rope in his backyard. I mean, how much responsibility do the peop- these people who, b- who bought this dog in good faith have for compensating him for tying his dog on a rope in the backyard completely unattended? The toll-free number here tonight is 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airways. Did a microchip ever actually get you your dog back or your loved kitty oh, I'm sure. uh, back? I, I would imagine that they do. They probably have those stories. But there's also the uh, stories of dogs and cats getting cancer from these microchips. Are there those stories, too? Absolutely. Like, actually, they're getting cancer in their paws or wherever it is the right chip is. where is the chip found? is. Really? Absolutely. Wow. It's science. Hmm. Does your dog uh, chipped? Mark? Nope. No. Nope. 
wouldn't, wouldn't bother doing that. Thanks very much. See, I, I hadn't heard about the, the cancer thing. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. That's, now I feel bad. Now you got little stuff, you know, zipping and zapping inside your bodies. That's, that's a good idea. <laughs> Let me get some more of that. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe they're not all cancerous. Maybe only some of the models are cancerous. Why don't you have Catherine Albrecht on? She'll, uh, she'll tell you about it. I'm sure she's a real, she's an expert when it comes to these chips. <laughs> Toll-free numbers 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I feel bad now. I thought I was doing the right thing. You chipped something? Yeah, my old dog. Yeah. Sorry to say that she's. Uh, there, some dogs get cancer from this. Hmm. I wonder how many. I don't know. What's the percentage? 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. You bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. If or when the dollar crashes, an alternate system of trade will be a necessity. FreeWorldMarket.com is your free market solution to the economic crisis. Barter with small businesses without using government money. Stretch your buying power in these hard financial times by saving up to 50% on great products and services. Keep money in your community and away from the big banks. Preserve your wealth from hyperinflation and even become a merchant and immediately begin increasing your sales. Visit FreeWorldMarket.com now. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there free. Head on over to freetalklive.com. You'll find different things like our wiki with over 2,000 pages by listeners uh, like you, the, the the entire wiki, the content was created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. W i k i wiki.freetalklive.com. Today, businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions are plagued by a burgeoning rate of consumers that have fail, failed to pay their bills. You may believe this debt only affects those industries and businesses. However, when people do not pay their bills, all consumers pay the penalties, which are manifest, manifest through increased prices everywhere. If you have or know any business that requires assistance with collections, tell them to call SACL CAI for a no-obligation, no-cost proposal. SACL CAI repositions companies to zero in on principal operations and regain their financial foundation. See their banner at freetalklive.com. We continue taking your calls. Go to Ken listening in Charleston to WBTS. Hello, Ken. Hi, how are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I, I was listening to the story about the Jack Russell Terrier there, and actually all all, uh, um, all three of my dogs are, are are chipped, and part of the sales pitch to me was that if your dog is stolen and shows up at a vet's office, that you'll be called to, to let you know that your dog is there without you. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I guess that part of the sales pitch is incorrect based on this article. Well, but, this is from the U.K. Uh, I this don't is know. from the U.K., and they're a little farther down the road of tyranny than we are. <laughs> well, and, and there's another problem. Actually, here in the United States, I think it's a bit more of an underlying problem, it, is that I used to run a rescue for German Shepherds. All three of my guys were rescued mm-hmm. um, through my rescue. And, and, and I, I didn't know people who maybe took it a little bit too far. They They... Um, they would see a dog tied to a tree, and they would take it upon themselves to steal the dog. Um, and and they would their heart was in the right place. They felt like the dog was being abused, but uh, they just I guess didn't understand that you don't break the law to 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 make this happen. There are proper channels to go through to get the dog released to you. 
Yeah, you know, you know I've always I think that happens a lot. I've always wondered about this because some people will, um, you know, I've heard people say that the, you know, a dog chained up, it looks cruel to them, and I guess I just have to wonder what's really the difference between a chain and a fence. I mean, I guess some dogs could uh, could pull against uh, their, their collar so much that they harm themselves. Yeah, that's possible. But you'd think that a choke collar would they'd figure it out pretty quickly that they can't pull too hard. Um, you know, some people put those. Uh, you know, we have the one of those fabric. Collars that doesn't actually tighten but what what is it uh, that do you, do you see a problem with a dog being uh, chained up uh, you, you know I, I do for a couple of reasons uh, number one they can get well and it depends too if, if, if they you need to make sure there's nothing that they can get tangled around yeah um, and, and you also don't want to leave them chained unattended uh, a surprising number of dog bites every year happen uh, to children who wander into yards with a chained dog Mm. Um, and they, they think the dog looks friendly enough, but the, but the dog, the dogs oftentimes experience uh, the same thing that they do inside of a fence, which is a barrier um, frustration. Mm-hmm. And so the dog looks happy. The tail's wagging, which we you know we all think means that the dog's happy, but that's not necessarily true. That could be a sign of anxiety as well. Sure. Um, so that, that's one of the things I always tell my kids: you don't reach your hand through a fence, and, and you certainly don't approach a dog that's on a chain because you just don't know. What's going to happen when you get there? I'd say that's true. I mean, I can I can see the tangling issue, and certainly some some dogs do that. But I, you know, some dogs try to get dig under fences and manage to get themselves stuck halfway and probably choke themselves too. I would I'd say you're probably talking about a larger number of animals that uh, get themselves tangled, um, and and possibly cause themselves um, injury. You know the the children thing. I guess it, it's the dog's yard, and once you uh, get go into his area, it's it's sad and everything. But are you really obligated? If the neighbor's child comes onto your property, goes to where your dog is chained up, are you obligated in some? And maybe you've got a sign that says you know bad dog or whatever. Um, I can't see that you'd be obligated, but I don't think that what uh, what Ken is putting out there is bad advice. I mean, it's always a good idea to keep an eye on things. But it's, a, it's a great idea, but when you're talking about the difference between a fence and a chain, a chain you can get uh, at the pet store with one of those little swivel things that yep. makes it less likely for, what, $35, maybe $50? When you're talking about a fence, you're talking about a $1,500 investment at mm-hmm. the least? Oh, yeah. Fences are certainly much more expensive. Um, well, and we... If a child wandered into my yard and my dog was tied up, I would certainly feel responsible. I mean, the the, the child really, depending on their age, I guess, sure. they really determine. Yeah, I, I know my kids run the neighborhood in our neighborhood, and I know they cut through neighbors' yards and stuff. And, yeah, but if you've I'd got a toddler the out there, I know it happens. You know, it's the same uh, advice that you give for the dog, though. Hey, if your kid if your kid's running around unattended and he manages to get himself within the uh, within chomping distance of the neighbor's dog. I, it's not the dog's fault. Yeah, I don't think it's the dog's fault or the person who changed the dog up. Yeah, I if mean, your dog's in your yard, then you can't be responsible. I can see how you'd it. feel bad about it, but uh, you yeah. know, I don't. I don't feel like that's the fault of the the property owner. Any kid that is able to to mill about the neighborhood, if you believe your child is old enough to make the decision to walk about without your uh, without your oversight, then that would seem that you would that child would at least be old enough to know better. Than to approach strange animals. If you've got a toddler that doesn't know better, just ambling about the neighborhood, then uh, that's a real, that, you know, that's a problem. That's a parenting problem there, and it would it would seem to be the yeah. parents' responsibility number one uh, where their kids are. Oh, ab- oh, ab- ab- absolutely. That that's yeah, that's certainly not the dog's problem. 
Well, and, and if, if my kids are, are silly enough I, at their age, if they're silly enough to go in, like you say, within chomping distance of a dog, then if they come home crying and bit, then I've got to say, well, what were you doing sticking your hand in front of the dog's mouth? Yeah, I think that the, now, I think we're all in agree, in agreement here. The question is, how would the law handle it? Right? I bet the law would come in and probably kill that dog. Yeah, they're going to kill the dog. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I think I think they would. I, I don't know for sure. Um, I, I've uh, fortunately I've never had to deal with that. Thank goodness. Um, Unfortunately, many people have. In fact, I've actually got another dog shooting story right off the front page of freetalklive.com. And thanks, Ken, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. You know, it, 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 there's so many unfair situations where kids will tease uh, and hurt sure. a dog. And then finally the dog does something to, you know, protect itself, nips the child, whatever they do um, in order to get the kid away from them. And, you know, then they want to put the dog down because it's done something to to, uh, to, to one of our precious babies when in fact what you're dealing you know what what children are a little uh, they're little monsters that need to be uh, socialized <laughs> to the point i'm sorry do you have any evidence otherwise oh, i'm laughing i agree <laughs> they're little monsters oh, i mean my son jack the the sweetest kid in the world as far as i'm concerned he'll hit honey my dog with things if mm. if he isn't corrected like honey he, will correct him no, she won't. No, no. Uh, she'll she'll go away at some point. I see. She's uh, so sweet. Yeah, she's a sweet animal. Um, but uh, you know, we we are responsible for teaching that child. Look, yeah. you're not allowed to hit other beings with stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, too bad people won't teach the cops that. The story is from TBD.com. Family members claim they called the police for help Wednesday morning. Oops, that's your first mistake. Yep. But when officers arrived, they were treated like criminals, and an officer shot and killed their family dog. Four-year-old Mercedes, this story from, again, TBD, I don't know what that stands for, District of Columbia, apparently, that's where this is. Four-year-old Mercedes, a Rottweiler mix, is the latest dog shot and killed by police in Prince George's County. Dog owner Sterling Barlow said about Mercedes, cold blood, shot in the head for no reason. We'll tell you a little bit more here in moments. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neil Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. Free Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of stuff there, including listening options. You can listen in live to the show. You can listen later. We've got live streams that go around the clock, so you'll hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live whenever you listen in via our broadband or dial-up streams, which you can get your ears on over at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. And the listening page is brought to you by Quality Rental. 
That's right, Jim uh, Frechette over there is is uh, at Quality, Quality Rentals is is such a big supporter of Free Talk Live that he he uh, you know wanted to sponsor the Listen page so that uh, you would be able to listen to Free Talk Live in all the ways that uh, that we provide to you. Uh, Quality Rentals uh, in Rhode Island. If you're having a big event, whether it's a party, barbecue, wedding, or church gathering. Quality Rental can uh, serve your needs if you're in southern New England. You can check out their website at qualityrental.com. All right, 800-259-9231. I'm going to give you a little bit more detail and then get back to the phone calls on what has happened with yet another cop killing yet another dog. The stories just keep coming of personal family tragedy where a loved dog, in most of these cases, is not a violent uh, animal, just another loved family Home animal that is shot to death, in this case, shot in the head by a trigger-happy cop. Cops that know that they can get away with this. They know that killing an animal is a lot easier. I mean, they can kill humans and get away with that, but they just have, you know, they have to do a little more work. They have to plant a gun and you know, come up with a story. Uh, in this case, they come up with a story, but it's always the same one. I haven't even gotten to the, this, this part of the story yet, but I'm guessing the officers felt they were in danger. So... That is usually enough of a justification to just blast away at your home pet. Now, by the way, this family... they come to your property without, in some cases, without even being invited. In this uh, case, they were called. Okay. The, the family did call. They were looking for help. They called Wednesday morning. Uh, this is so the in, public servants come to respond to the uh, the call of the public's help for the Prince, public, this from is in the public for help? Prince George's County, TBD.com. Apparently, it's uh, somewhere around uh, D.C. Uh, so, according to the story, the problem started... When owner Sterling Barlow's brother pulled into the family's driveway after work early Wednesday morning, the family claims two men immediately approached armed with a gun and demanded his car. The brother managed to fight them off, ran into the house and came back out firing his gun. Barlow said, if somebody did that to your family, you'll retaliate the best way you know how. After a shootout with the alleged robbers, the two brothers called the police. When police arrived, Barlow said things got out of hand with the officers and his and his out of hand with the officers and his innocent dog paid the tragic price. He said, one grabs me in the headlock and starts punching me in the face. Mother Dwana Barlow said the police officer wouldn't even let me go to the bathroom. He held me hostage in my own house. While being wrestled to the ground by five different cops, Barlow and witnesses in the neighborhood tell us a female Prince County George... Prince George's County officer shot the dog in the head. Yeah, well, this is going to happen when you uh, when you attack the owners of an of an animal in front of the animal. The, the animal's not gonna you know not gonna get that whole badge thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it sounds to me like this uh, this guy was pr- protecting his home and his property. I you know I don't know that I don't know how this gun was fired and if it was fired in a haphazard fashion that endangered other people destroyed their property I don't know that but uh does a police officer need to grab somebody in a headlock and punch him in the face cuz that doesn't sound like gaining control of the the situation and these are the people that called the cops that they were punching in right. and holding back from going to the bathroom. Barlow stated that this while this was going on, I said, please, don't point a gun at my dog, I begged her. She didn't need to be involved in this. She was in the yard. But Barlow was arrested and charged with multiple crimes, including insulting an officer? Insulting? That's what it says here. Apparently, in Prince George's County, it's illegal to insult an officer. Well, Police, that's not a good place to live, I can tell you. No. Yep. Police say the officer act... Of course. Police say the officer acted appropriately when shooting the dog. What else would they say? Neighbor Barbara Wells, however, said that the dog didn't attack anyone. He never even approached anyone. Even as the officers grabbed Sterling, the dog's owner, the dog didn't do anything. 
Police spent hours Wednesday searching for the full police report. Around 10.30 p.m., they spent hours searching for their own report. Around 10.30 p.m. Wednesday, police called ABC 7 News on the phone and confirmed that an officer did shoot and kill the dog out of self-defense. There will be a police investigation, but that officer will not be placed on administrative leave. The alleged robbers have not been found. So, that's a nice day, isn't it? You come home from work, you've got two men that put a gun at your face and demand that you give up your car to them. You manage to fight them off, run inside the house, come out and uh, trade gunshots with these people. They escape. You call the police thinking, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what they tell you to do. They tell you over and over again in Hollywood movies and on television that when there's a problem, you call the police. When somebody comes after you and threatens you, you call the police, you place a report. Maybe they'll catch the bad guy. So you call the police thinking they're going to come help you. They come, think you're the suspect or whatever it is their excuse is for attacking you and holding your family at gunpoint and refusing to allow your mother to go to the bathroom. Uh, And then uh, during the scuffle, the police decide that this is a good time to shoot your dog that, according to neighbors who witnessed the event, didn't do a GD thing to interfere. Didn't even take a step towards the cop that shot this dog in the head. And it's all okay because, you know, the cop was scared. So it's all right to kill your dog. It's okay. The cop was scared. Officer safety. Safe, officer safety first. These are the these people that uh, that are involved in these things. They're just so despicable. Just it's just so sad. And these people won't get any compensation from the police department. The cops believe they were in the right, and there's no there's nothing about their investigation that is going to show otherwise. Of course not. They're investigating themselves. How would they That's possibly right. find that they were? guilty of anything at all and listen to the first uh listen to the beginning of this story the family members called uh, claimed they called the police for help when the officers arrived they were tre- treated like criminals and an officer shot and killed their family dog excuse me that was the wrong paragraph there's one paragraph here where it says that it's ha- it's it's happened again basically that that this isn't the first time that in prince george's county that dogs have been murdered by the police this is not an unusual story, even in Prince George's County. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's common for police uh, police to shoot dogs. It's- Here was the next sentence. Four-year-old Mercedes, a Rottweiler mix, is the latest dog. The latest dog shot and killed by police in Prince George's County. Who's running a tally here? How many dogs have been iced by the cops? Apparently enough to use a phrase like the latest. You know, when I uh, was was little and I got my BB gun first off, uh, the first thing it was it was fun to shoot at trees. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, trees don't have a lot of reaction. Then you move to aluminum cans. That was pretty cool. And um, but, you know, they go plink. They fall over. You got to go get them. You put them yeah. back up. Then you move to bottles because bottles. There's a lot more action when you hit a bottle. Right. Right. It's going to shatter. Break. They shatter. Break. But. Dad and mom don't like the glass chips all over the place, and not uh, good to have in the yard. They're no. they're they're afraid of the ricochets, like throwing throwing uh, some shrapnel in your eye or whatever it is. The, sure, so you'll they, shoot they, your eye out. They don't want you shooting the uh, the glass bottles, but you know, if you shoot an animal, which is just that much more fun, mm. then. They'll never know. You can bury the animal, and, and there won't be the. It's not as hard to pick up uh, the dead animal as it is a bunch of glass chips, and that's where it moves on to. It sort of progresses, and then before you know it, you're killing humans. Well, I, I guess that's uh, you know I, I never got that far. I did. My friends and I would play uh, BB gun wars, and we'd shoot each other on like a single cock, mm. um, but that's uh, <laughs> of the BB gun. 
What? Right. <laughs> what? Oh, I see. Anyway, <laughs> going to make a big deal about it. So, um, anyway, the, the when when these co- these cops are just overblown kids shooting uh, animals, as far as yep. I can tell. That's right. You know, yep. they got that, that gun they carry on their hip all the time. They don't get a chance to shoot anybody with so it. Sick. The opportunity comes up, and you got to plug the dog. At and least that's the way I view dog. it. And now you've got a dead dog, and the cop. I'm sure there have been the cops way. that have been endangered by dogs, but it seems like. Never seen that story. Well, I, that's that would be the uh, that would be the horse instead of the zebra story. Yeah, but there are so many of these where cops just shoot people's dogs, you know, loved members of their family, essentially, with impunity. Yep. So uh, unfortunately, it's apparently a mistake to call the police after you've been uh, tempted to uh, have your car stolen from you. Maybe they should have just been satisfied with the idea that they'd run off the robbers and just gone about the rest of their night. It's generally a mistake to call the police. Apparently it is even the most violent and dangerous of circumstances. 1-800-259-9231 because you may become the victim of the police. This is Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. Free Talk Live. There is just enough time, perhaps, for your call. If you make it right now, 800-259-9231 is the number. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Sean. And Mark. You are invited to our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show and get Free Talk Live on more radio stations, bring more internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom, you can do it for as little as three bucks a month via our Free Talk Live AMP program. And it's not just Free Talk Live, it's also the Liberty Radio Network, which is my little side project, LRN.FM, helping expose new uh, people to other liberty-oriented shows or people that have been listening to this show for a while to other shows that they might like better. Uh, so if you want to help out the lineup of great shows over there, too, the AMP program also benefits uh, LRN.FM. So become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month with any major credit card, as well as PayPal and some alternative options. And you'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, forum, the AMP-only podcast, and more. Get the details, get signed up, and help spread the ideas of freedom as far and as wide as possible at amp.freetalklive.com. To the phones and the fun, we go to... Ken in New York. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sean, and Mark. Ken, New York, going once. Ken in New York. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was listening to you guys talking about dogs, you know? Yes, that's what we were talking about. What do you think? Well, I think that uh, my dog is a pretty good dog, and, uh, you know, I think a dog will do what what you tell them to do. You train them to do. For the most part, uh, dogs are dogs are trainable and obedient and eager to please their uh, their so called master. They got little minds of their own too. That's my true. dog is my dog is is very well cared for, and uh, you know that's very very well documented. You know he's he's a purebred. And, I don't uh, think that's going to matter to the police if they show up at your house. They're not going to care about well, all you your documentation. What? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Listen here. We're listening. If, this, if that were to happen, and, you, and, you, and you're talking about an, 
a weird scenario here. What's if weird? Somebody were coming to my house to attack me, or attack you know my my neighbors. My dog would sense it. My dog would sense that. He would tell me that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What part is weird? I'm sorry to to uh, interrupt you there. What what part is weird about this? People call the police. The police come over and they shoot and kill the dog. It's not a, even My uncommon. Dog, well, I tell you what, and they do the and they and they do the dog first. And you know why? Because they fear the dog first. Yeah, the the humans are cowed into submission by the badge and and that kind of thing. The dog, they don't you know see what? it. I, I, I've already, I've already. I've already done this, you know. I I, I figure they're going to kill, they're going to kill my dog. They probably they're will. They're going to kill my fate, my friend, mm-hmm. my brother. They're going to kill him first, right? So I have to do what I got to do. Uh, what does that mean? You've got to do what you got to do. What What does that mean? It means that I know when they come that they are going to shoot the dog first. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not uh, unlikely. So meaning, like, well, put him in the bathroom and lock him. I'm going to kill you. I'm after sorry. You kill my dog. You're going to kill a okay. cop. Oh yes. It's going to be yeah, a long so prison. Goodbye. If you come in here, if if you come in here, nice and knowing kill you. My dog That's big. Me. It's big talk, Ken. Real big talk. Well, you can see people do feel passionately. You're going about to be issue. killed if yeah, you kill indeed. a cop. They are going to execute you on the spot, and then you'll never get to see another dog again. Not in that life. Yeah. It's it's a shame, and I mean, I can see how people feel passionately about their dogs. Yeah. I would be outraged. The thing you should do, Ken, if you're going to have the cops come over, is put your dog in your bathroom or something like that. But that hasn't even helped. There have been there. It was a story we read, and I don't remember how long ago it was, where a woman had a dog in her bathroom. She told the cops, "Don't go in there. My dog's in there. You're going to let him out." And they went in there anyway. And what did they do? They the, dog the dog got out. They shot and killed the dog. So there really isn't even much you can do. The best thing you can do is to not call the effing cops in the first place. Don't bring the violent men and women with guns and immunity from any of the, any sort of violent actions they might commit to bring bring them voluntarily into your life. It's bad enough that, that they just show up. It would have been bad enough. But the idea that you had to bring them into it and then give them the opportunity to hurt you and your family or one of your loved members of the family, like the dog, the family dog... And we haven't seen too many stories of them killing cats uh, these days. Cats but, not uh, as likely to jump on you yeah. if you're um, roughing up the uh, the, right. the the homeowner. You know, senior my senior grouchy pants, my cat. They'd probably, they'd probably get away. Just with it. stay right there on the couch. If, if they uh, killed a cat, though, they'd probably get away with it. Of well, wasn't there a story in uh, North Carolina about a state trooper killing a kitten who was walking around on his car or something like that? Yes, that's right. That's right. He, he was off duty at the time, but yep, that's uh, I believe it was. A a kitten or whatever it was, but yeah, he didn't like the fact that it was leaving paw prints on his car, so he executed it. It's a vandal. The cat's a vandal. Caught it in a cage first, and then executed it. Yeah. Instead of bringing it to the, to its rightful owner, and he knew who the owners yeah. were. Yeah. I wonder. You know, like parakeets next. <laughs> I felt like I was in danger. Could have bit me. Don't give them ideas. Uh, let's talk to Ed, listening in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ed. Ed, Tennessee, going once. Ed. Enough dog talk. Let's yes, talk sir. about humans. All right, Did go for it. Did you see the on the front page of the USA Today? Uh, I don't read newspapers. Nope. Prosecutors' uh, conduct can tip the scales. You ought to read this. 
it tells the shams, the lies, and everything, the investigations on what they do. Uh, but like I said, it's a long article, but it is very good. Uh, let me scroll down here. Uh, what, hey, do you want to look it up and read a little bit of it, and I'll get off here? Well, I'll tell you uh, what, we're, we're short on good. time, but I'll, basically you're saying that they're finding that the prosecutors are scumbags and they're making crap up, or what? what is it that's uh, a summary of the yes. story? Uh, let's see, it's, it's so much to it, but it's got a lot of good, uh, uh, let's see here. Well, if you've Innocent read the thing, just, just summarize it. Uh, let's see, it said uh, the 47 cases USA Today documented which defendants were either exonerated or set free after the violation surfaced. Dick Thornburg said uh, no civilized society should uh, comment such conduct or systems that failed to prevent it. I mean, it is good. It says guilty, go free, or face less punishment. Taxpayers split the bill. Uh, what's his name? Wouldn't even be interviewed. Uh, 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 well, yeah. Holder, the- Eric Holder. Right. So if a prosecutor puts somebody who's innocent behind bars and then later on they find out that uh, that person is innocent and they are exonerated and released uh, from jail, if there is some sort of payout that is given to that person, it sure as hell doesn't come out of the prosecutor's pocket. It comes out of the, hey, the taxpayers. Hey, yeah, but, but uh, y'all ought to read that's a, that's a good article. I appreciate like, the recommendation. You know what I'd, you know uh, what I'd do if I were you? I'd take it over to freetalklive.com and submit it to the website, and then uh, other folks will vote it up, and it'll help people find it. And I thank you for the call I'm, tonight. I appreciate it, Ed. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, why would these prosecutors be doing things like that? Well, it's because prosecutors, in many cases, are elected positions. and They're they're called prosecutors, not justice seekers. Or appointed. Actually, a lot of them are appointed, but they're looking for elections. Sure. They want want to be the attorney general of their state. Or Or the county attorney or something. They they have some kind of aspirations above what it is that they they do. And you don't get there by finding the free guys and letting them go. It just doesn't, you know, it, it, it just doesn't help that much. What does help is a great conviction record. Mm-hmm. I've put 1,500 super bad dudes behind bars. Usually it's like 1,450 of them are drug users, but yeah. Indeed. I, but it's the numbers they want. It's all about the numbers. If, if, if you were the prosecutor who didn't uh, go after drug cases and you only went after rapes, murders, uh, you know, offenses uh, like that, uh, property offenses, and, and instead of 1,500, you only had Probably 500, well, yeah. then you look worse compared to the prosecutor that has 1,500. Right. He's busting crime yeah. and you're not, right? Yeah, he's, you're, you're soft on crime. He's, he's doing his job. And I, I bet you... There's a correlation between conviction rate and the number of votes you receive in the next election. You may be right about that because the voters love to be pandered to, uh, to be tough on crime. Who, who wants to be soft on crime if they're a politician? You know, and crime is, gets lumped into this big category, and, and people just look at it all as... Right, because all criminals the are the same. Yep. Uh, everybody who smoked a joint is exactly the same uh, to them as somebody who committed murder. Somebody who uh, who set a building on I fire. I think that the uh, I think that when you're talking about the big high profile cases, that those matter more because they can p- tout those. I'm the one who put Jeffrey Dahmer behind bars. Mm-hmm. I mean that make that makes a bigger deal. But I would agree that people who uh, you know car thefts and and uh, you know smoking joints that's the same thing. Now, when somebody smokes a joint in the privacy of their own home, how's that hurt you? When they steal your car, on the other hand, that hurts you a lot. Yeah. 
And I'll tell you what, the cops, they're busy out there trying to find people who are committing crimes right now. And by right now, I mean possessing drugs and, um, you know, the uh, speeding or something like that. They're not out looking to solve who is doing, uh, who did this property crime or the other one. If only they were. Maybe they'd actually solve some of them from time to time. We are out of time, speaking of time, and uh, it has been Ian with you. And Sean. And Mark. We shall return tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right, it's it's another edition of the Edgington Post, and today I have with me I have with me a repeat. I, I've got Brandon Kelly. Brandon, are you there? I'm here. So, uh, Brendan, uh, you wrote the uh, the book. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And um, you know, I I saw a YouTube video, and I wanted to. Uh, it was it was you, and I wanted to get an opportunity for you to tell people about it because I think there's a really great uh, line at the end of this uh, this video that that I, I think people should see. So, tell tell us about the video. Well, what happened? I had an opportunity to address the Hampton, New Hampshire. Uh, Rotary Club, they have a weekly breakfast and they have people come in and, and things. So what I did is when I got to make my address to it on on part of the Libertarian Party, I had it recorded and I shortened it all up and I and I put it into a YouTube, you know, video that's titled "This Is NFG." Now, now, did um, you know you were uh, you went through some you know some stuff with the people? You sort of showed them different government agencies and uh, you yeah. know talked about how these things are sort of unconstitutional and, and it, that kind it, of thing. It was a thought that came into my head. I I, mean, I don't know where I get these ideas, but what I did is I I showed them uh, all the government agencies that we have that everybody recognizes by their initials, right? And you know CIA, FBI, DEA. Uh, and then uh, I told them, well, if you put all these things together with our government agents, with our Congress and, and the judiciary and the executive branch, you end up with, and I held up a sign that said NFG. And, of course, everybody knew pretty much what NFG means in the slang. But yeah. then I pointed out to them that, oh, no, that this means non-functioning government. <laughs> and then, you know, they kind of chuckled about that. And I told them, you know, some more libertarian things. And I said, you know, we have to change this into nonsense-free government, and then we'll be getting someplace. And yeah. that was just kind of the gist. And then, of course, at the end, I had a, another thing that seemed to go over pretty well. But I was well-received there, and so I recorded it, and I put it up. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping to use it as a fundraiser for my run for the House. Now, you were a select person, right, um, in your time? I, I've been a selectman here now in my fourth year. I just got reelected for a third year, for, for a second three-year term. And um, I'm hoping that the same people who elected me selectmen are going to send me up to the Capitol to represent them as a, as a state representative. Are you running uh, as a libertarian? Oh, yes, I'm running as a libertarian. I, I, I couldn't do it any other way. Uh, I could have got elected years ago if I was willing to run as a Republican, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just not willing to do that. 
Now, um, I would say that a lot of people could go and do this kind of thing with their uh, their local Rotary clubs and Lions clubs and things like that. It would seem like uh, this is a it's an opportunity for people to uh, to spread the word. And you've got some great ideas here in your speech, especially that final line. I'm I'm totally I'm not going to pay that that tease. I'm not going to tell people what that final line <laughs> is because it's I think it's so important the way you deliver it. That they, uh, they they should go take a look at the the video and uh, to get the video by the way uh, you go to youtube.com um, and just type in this is NFG libertarian so if you put that in it'll come right to the top otherwise you're gonna get something from uh, some band called Newfound Glory or something but uh, yeah. this this is NFG libertarian and it'll be right at the top now um, what. <sighs> When uh, when you were talking up there, how were you? You said you were well received. I mean, did uh, people come and talk to you? They asked questions. How did, how did that go? Oh yeah, I, I I actually cut off the whole question and answer period because I had to shorten it down. You know, I, I had a twenty minute thing, uh-huh. and uh, and what I did is I edited the introduction so that came from me, and I edited uh, I put a, a an ending on it to, from me to hoping to people would. You know, spots in my campaign, but I had I also had a, a session where the people asked me questions. That I mean, I have a tape of that, but I didn't put that on the YouTube thing because I was trying to keep it short. So, um, did you have any kind of people that say, "Oh, libertarians are, are bad for this reason or that reason"? Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. I, I mean, these are these are all business people, the Rotary. I mean, these yeah. are local business people, and, and you know, I was very well received there. I thought, you know, personally, I mean, the main questions they asked me was about uh, what did I think of the Tea Party, and mm-hmm. you know, things along that line, and you know, that, uh, I, I thought they treated me very well, and was, I've got very good response from it. You know, and the thing that you really surprised me, you do something like that, and not only you, but almost everybody who comments on it goes to that same spot that hit you right, and I had no idea going in. Yeah. That's, uh, that it, was like a throw-in thing that I just stuck on the end, and, and, and that's the thing that everybody draws attention to. And, like, how would I know? It's clever, it's succinct, and I recommend people go check it out. All they have to do is go to YouTube.com and then search This Is NFG Libertarian. And, Brendan, thank you very much. And, um, you know, I keep putting those videos out, and good luck in your, your run for the State House. Thanks for your help, Mark. Bye. Thank you. Bye. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest liberty forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.